Dio, Dio, Jojo, 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 Dio, 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 Jojo, 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 Dio, 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 Jojo, 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 Dio, 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 Jojo, Jojo, Dio, Dio, Jojo, Dio, Dio, Jojo, Jojo, Jojo. Dio, Jojo, 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 Dio, Jojo, Dio, Jojo, Jojo, Dio, Jojo, 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 Dio, 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 Jojo, Dio, Dio, Jojo, Dio, Dio, Jojo, Dio, Dio, Jojo, Jojo. Dio, 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 Jojo, Dio, Dio, Jojo, Dio, 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 Jojo, Dio, Jojo, Jojo, Dio, Jojo, Dio, Dio, Jojo, Dio, Dio, Jojo, 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 Dio, Dio, Jojo, 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 Dio, 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 Jojo, Dio. Jojo, 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 Jojo. Happy Centenary! Welcome to the 100th episode JoJo's World Centenary Gala Spectacular. We've got a hell of a show lined up for you today. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantum, the other one of your- Did you say Mick- Mick- <laughs> Mick Ballantum? Mick Ballantum? <laughs> Man, we're going strong today. <laughs> Well, I was going to do a little uh, little upper class, a little classy thing, but I feel like we ripped the facade right off that. When have we ever been upper class, Liam? Hundredth episode, Nick. Ooh, tasty numbers. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where we recap and discuss JoJo's Bizarre Adventure part four. Diamond is unbreakable. Ooh. For your listening pleasure. And or your satisfactory... For your smug derision. <laughs> or like... Just for those numbers to just keep going up. This week, we watched the 100th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which is the 26th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable. I'm clenching my fist victoriously. It covers chapters 371 through 376 of the manga. It is entitled, Jankin Boy, or Rock, Paper, Scissors Kid, is Coming. What an episode. He sure did come. Ugh. Right about now. No, we're not doing the Jenkin, ugh, the Jenkin Soul Brother. Yeah, <laughs> Nick. They said we couldn't do it. They said we were just a bunch of SJW cucks, <laughs> and then they got downvoted into oblivion on the Stardust Crusaders Reddit. <laughs> Who the hell said this? Some guy. <laughs> what? Wait, is this real? Is this is this is a, this is like a year and a half ago now. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. But we did it. We showed them. We showed them all. A hundred episodes. Triple digis. The big... Kahuna. The big Kahuna. Centenary of Federation. Centenary 
Let's federate. Yeah, I think that I'd feel something more about a hundred. You'd think I'd feel something. Yeah, and yet here we are drinking a hot chocolate and a cappuccino. Those hard... Well, we didn't even pay for these, to be fair. I was going to suggest we crack open some bubbly, but thought that might have been a bit much for a Saturday morning. (laughs) In Australia? I mean, you do it on Christmas. That is true. That is true. And this is like the Christmas of our podcast. That is true. Truly, this is the twilight Christmas of the gods. is the 100th episode of the year. <laughs> Are we going to play some Jankin to celebrate? Yeah. Okay. Jankin, go. Three. Aha! Nick won, which means that he has to do a third of this week's editing. Fuck. So, Nick. Mm-hmm. To commemorate our special hundred episode. I don't like that word hundred. Hundredth. Thank you. Episode. Or hundo. The big hundo. Mm. Oh, of course, uh... Acknowledgement of the, uh, of course, every time Jojo says Dio says Jojo video we will have played at the start of the episode for your listening pleasure, which we often listen to prior to a record if we need to amp ourselves up a bit. Mm. I mean, we, for the last, what, three weeks have been like, it's time. It's time. Put it on. Jojo. Dio. You know what I did forget, though? I think I do. This week's episode is brought to you by the flagrantly okay... Mikhail Somerville. High praise. I mean, you know, I, I don't know who he is. I don't know where he comes from. I don't know what he does. He, For all I know, he could be an accountant. He could be a model. He could be just a regular Could be chum. Jack Reacher protecting our country from the people who put it in peril. Thank you. I Mik- think that's what that's about. <laughs> Thank you, Mikhail Somerville, for your continued support and protecting our nation from the threats outside it. Nick? Yep, I'm with you. I want to share with you to commemorate our 100th episode, mm-hmm. a special special message from Hirohika Araki is it sent- to mark the occasion. Is it sent to us personally, or is it just something from a volume that's been released 10 years ago? What does your heart tell you? Oh, I want it to be sent personally, <laughs> but I don't think it is. Hirohika Araki writes in our special commemorative message, <laughs> I'm really into complete illustrated guide to blank style books. So whenever they release one, whether it's a picture book of dinosaurs or a dictionary of movie stars, I buy it immediately. I just get drawn into the little details like hometowns, birth dates, favourite foods, and I end up reading them over and over. Lately, the two I've been enjoying the most are the complete supermodel catalogue and Cats of the World. They're just both so graceful. (laughs) He really does have a way with words, doesn't Mm. he? Mm. He just... He loves a good graceful creature, whether it's a supermodel or a or a sexy feline. Like himself. Mm. So Nick. What? Jenkin boy is coming. <gasps> is he? He's here. I thought he just went. He came, he saw, he conquered. He janked. He janked off. <laughs> he came, he janked. Everyone was a little bit off put by Everyone's like, this is like good, but it's a bit janky. Like, I see mm. what you're doing, but the mm. execution isn't quite right. Can you make it less jankin? Oh, of course. Um, Jankin Boy was portrayed by famous child star Jank Lloyd. <laughs> Best known for portraying Anakin Skywalker in The Phantom Menace. Every goddamn time there has to be at least one Star Wars reference. Yes. Ugh. It's what the people give us the big bucks for. Do they? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> if anyone out there wants to give us $66, I'd be pleased. Yeah. Mm. Patreon.com slash Jojo as well. Breaking it in. 100 episodes. What did you think of this episode? Um, it was bizarre. I'll it certainly give it that. was. Yeah. Just, what? 
Just what? I did enjoy that there was like a little game element to it, but I did also feel like it was a lot like Kaiji, which has mm. the entire first half of the first season is like... High stakes game of rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Um, except this time it was just a normal game of rock, paper, scissors. I think the fact that it um, it's centred around a school schoolyard game like this mm. speaks well of Rohan's immaturity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I Oh, I just love the bit where we see everything that isn't anything to do with the episode itself. Like when he's at the cafe. And we just like see him meet people and it's like, oh, I don't like them. It's so good, Liam. So good. So we open at 6am. No. 7am. It's the time that it is. Uh, Got it. Old man, dad, Kira. Old man, dad, Kira. Yep. yep. Old man, ghost, dad, ghost, Kira, ghost. Yep. It's flying through the sky. Crow is nowhere to be seen. He apparently can just fly now. <laughs> yep. Okay. I, I guess he's pulling himself along with the arrow because it's like finding a new... But he's just flying. Yeah. Is he just riding the wind, maybe? I suppose so. He get caught in a gust of wind later on. Hmm. But, but he's he can, just flying. He can just fly. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, the old woman in Egypt, Enya, told me that if I shoot the arrow at the one it desires, they'll become my allies. And I need allies to protect my precious, beautiful son from those mean, heroic Joestars. Mm, they are mean and heroic. Mm, yes. I need more allies. And even if they aren't working directly with me, then... Their hearts will pull them towards other stand users and they'll get into a bit of a scrap because they all just tend to be kind of arseholes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, of all the stand users we've met, of all the stand users we've met, how many of them have not been arseholes? Uh, well, Rohan, of course. <laughs> he is an arsehole. Everyone hates him. Koichi? Although he gets more arseholey as his stand gets stronger. Or maybe his stand gets more arseholey because it suddenly becomes sentient. I'd say both. Mm, yeah, he's becoming more bad boyish. Um, His grades are falling. No, they aren't. Aren't they? No. I thought they were. Oh, never mind. Yukako is... Well, Yukako did kidnap. Yukako's got her issues. Yeah. Josuke might be an asshole. And of course, Holly was too pure for this world, and that's why she couldn't handle a stand. Mm. Anyway, uh, so who will you choose, Arrow? And the Arrow contorts in his hands in cool slow-mo and points at a telephone pole. Ooh, Ooh a telephone pole. And Surely that's... that couldn't have a stand. No, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, up that telephone pole is a particularly ugly child. With a weird hole in his mouth. Not yet. With a weird black dot on his face. No, not yet. He's an ugly child. Yep. <laughs> he's got long, lank, white hair and he's... He does... I've never heard hair be referred to as lank. That's kind of a common descriptor. Is it? Yep. Of hair? Yep. Lank? Yep. Not like flowing? No, it's not flowing, it's lank. It's lank hair. Yeah. Oh. It has no style, it has no grace. Ugh. <laughs> and the kid is just like reaching for some fruit across a, across a fence up this telephone pole. And Kira, Kira's dad is like, I guess you're, you're the boss, Arrow. You want me to... Poke him? You want me to shoot him? Oh, and there's a great shot where he's in the foreground with um, holding up the arrow ready to go. And uh, the kid is, um, you know, in the background. And it's like all sort of purple evil energy in the background. And he's just, uh, Kira's dad is saying, I just have to shoot that child. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason, he's eating this fruit. And he's like choking on it. And he's just like, uh, Maybe someone put a needle in it. <laughs> oh, topical. Oh, oh. Anyone who's outside Australia might not even know about no, this. No, look it up. 
The great strawberry needle scandal of 2018. Oh, oh. We're living it. We're living history Living the right dream, now. yeah. Ten years from now, we're going to go to the, the strawberry scandal memorial and be like, <laughs> oh, we'll never forget the people that we lost. Man. You know that Woolies has stopped selling needles because of this whole scandal? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. I know. Apparently because it's not happening on the production end. So people think that they're getting the needles in the shop and putting them in the thing, maybe. But couldn't they just bring their own needles to You'd the shop? You'd think so, yeah. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Not me. I'm not doing it. You can't prove anything. Can't I? I've always wanted our podcast to be played in court. <laughs> so, Chase happens again. I thought it was was gone forever. So did but, I. Uh, well, this is the 26th episode. So now, I believe, next week. Please. You'll be free. Please. Let it be gone. Let it be. Let it be away from me. Shit, that's a pretty good song lyric. Yeah, you should write that down. Let it be away from me. Don't steal that, Taylor Swift. That's mine. We know she listens. <laughs> Big She's JoJo fan. Massive. Okay, so after the opening, uh, Rohan is at the train station taking pictures of businessmen. He's all like, I want pictures of businessman. <laughs> Come on. Kish- What's his last Rohan? Kishibe. Kishibe. Come on, Kishibe. Give me pictures of businessman. Yeah. And uh, snap, snap, snap. Oh, and there's Mr. Joestar in the Invisible Baby. And he's all like, hello. Hello, I'm Joseph Joestar. And I'm a baby. That's what the baby says. Baby makes a lot of baby noises in this episode. Just like, (laughs) Right? That's a duck. No, a duck is like, Okay, I did not. This is like that episode of Faulty Tales. It's like, it's a clear semitone higher. It's like, that was the same sound, Liam. That was the same sound. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Um... So Joseph's all like, what are you doing here, Rohan? Yes, and apparently, oh, um, you're that comic guy, right? And there was a scene cut from the manga here where um, apparently Joseph is like, uh, I say apparently, I've read it, I just can't really remember it that well. Um, <laughs> Do you think your comics will ever be translated into English? And Rohan's like, no, the American market doesn't seem to get my work. I guess their <laughs> tastes are just too common. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> I'm a misunderstood genius, and if you get my work, then you're great, and if you don't, you're an idiot. Is that gatekeeping or something more? I think it's just being an asshole. Gotcha, understood. Stand users are assholes. So far, the evidence is pointing to yes. So Rohan's all like, I'm photographing businessmen because I want to find Yoshikage Kiria. Kiria. Yeah. Korea. <laughs> Yoshikiria, Korea, serial Korea, and hand Korea. <laughs> Because if he stole this person's identity, he should be going to their job, right? That makes sense. Well, boy, what? Apparently this is Joseph now. Yep. Boy, what about if they own a car? They could just drive to work. True, but I'm going to do this anyway. <laughs> and then he's like, so he's, we know he's aged between 25 and 35 and 175 centimetres tall. So that kind of narrows it down. Look, I've got this binder full of businessmen photos <laughs> and there's just a bunch of like background character faces, and then there's Yoshikage Kira in the guise of um, Kosaka Karajiri, who's just like, oh, maybe it's the one who looks super evil. (laughs) The one with the black, uptight hair and dead, cold, serial murderer eyes. Like a doll's eyes. And we can't take the risk that, like, if... His family starts to notice something, he might kill them, so we've got to find him first. At this point, they're interrupted. Uh, by the one and only... Strange Jankin boy. Yes. Uh, who we don't Who now know has a big of. hole in his cheek. Yeah. We, we do know the name of, actually. Well, later we do. <laughs> but right now, he's, he's just, just this kid. Some kid who's like, hey, you want to play Jankin with me? And Rohan's all like, uh, no. No. Why would I ever want to do that? Goodbye. 
And he walks off talking to Joseph like, oh, there's always one weirdo at a train station. <laughs> and this kid's and isn't like... isn't that just true? This kid's like... Yeah, Jenkin, I'll get you, boy. I'll get you, Rohan Kashibe, and play some Jenkin with you, too. At this point, I had no idea what Jenkin was, so I was like... Even though I'd explained it to you at the end of last episode. But let's remember, my memory is like... Swiss cheese, like so many Jenkin boys' cheeks. <laughs> so I was sitting there going, what the fuck is a Jenkin? <laughs> and Joseph saw, uh, well, okay, but be careful, Rohan, because I don't want you to meddle in anything dangerous alone. Mm. Ah, what foreboding words, Joseph Joestar. If only he knew the future. Mm-hmm. So Rohan's going to go get into a cab, and the kid's there again, and he's like, hey, play some Jenkin with me. Hi, I'm Jenkin boy. Let's play some Jenkin. Yeah, this is what I sound like now. Rohan immediately was like, no. I'm going to... I'm gonna keep following you and gaslighting you until we play Jenkin. At which point Rohan turns around and goes, mm, this kid! Alright, fine. Well, Rohan gets a good look at his, um, his cheek hole. Yes. Yeah, and he's like, man, this kid's got a weird hole in his face. There's a really gross shot where Rohan's face is framed by the, the fleshy cheek hole in, as the camera lens. Mm. And then we see the beginnings of, like, tongue movement and then it cuts away. Yeah, yeah, super gross. I suppose if you did have a big hole in your, your face like that, it'd be hard not to subconsciously tongue it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I think it would just get bigger and bigger over time. Rohan turns away again, the kid throws his soccer ball at him and he's like, Hey, let's play some Jenkin! So like, fine, we'll play some goddamn Jenkin. Well, pulls no, first, out. he pulls out Heaven's, Heaven's door. door. And he's all like, what, what, paper! <laughs> Turns the kid to a book. Ah, and he's that all classic like, Heaven's Door gambit. He's of all course, like, Jenkin? Jenkin, huh? So his name's Ken Oyanagi. He's okay. 11. Uh-huh. He doesn't appear to have a stand. He got this hole in his cheek from falling off a telephone pole. Or did he? I mean, probably he was on a telephone pole before and he's fallen off, so... Because the arrow isn't meant to leave, like... Physical wounds after it shoots, shoots you and gives you a stand, right? Yeah. So either either that just didn't happen this time and he got shot in the cheek by the arrow. Mm-hmm. Or Dad Kira hucked that arrow at him like a javelin while he was up that telephone pole. And he was so shocked when he got hit, he fell and impaled his cheek. I would have thought he just fell off and then seeing a moment of opportunity, Dad Kira sidled it up and was just like, stab, stab, stab. Yeah, basically. <laughs> he was like, I'll make you the standiest stand user. And there's a quote um, in a little box out of from Ken being like, I love playing Jenkin. I always throw scissors first. To which Rohan's like, mm, great, I can use this. This is key knowledge. Cab driver's like, hey, Mac, you're getting in? And Rohan's like, oh, just give me 30 seconds. I'm going to play some rock, paper, scissors. I'm going to jank this boy up. Yeah. One, two, three, huh. Kid throws scissors. Rohan throws rock. Rohan's like, well, that's that. Pat, pat, pat. Going to get in this cab. Here. And the kid is like, Hunched over, crying at his scissor hands. Oh yeah, he's Edward scissor hands, by the way. <laughs> and he's hunched over, crying at his scissor hand, being like, I, I lost a Jenkin. My life has no meaning now. Unless... Let's take a moment to talk about Ken, since Rohan got the skinny on him. Yeah. So, Ken Oyanagi. Ken Oyanagi. Best known for his portrayal of Jenkin Boy. 11 years old. His hobbies are soccer, Jenkin, and reading. There was a cut bit of dialogue from the um, from the manga in that reading his dossier section, mm-hmm. where Rohan learns that uh, 
Ken loved soccer and started playing baseball until his coach started complaining about his long hair. So he blew his nose on the coach's hat and quit. He hates peppers and anpan, likes fatty cuts of meat, is afraid of the dentist and namahage, don't know what that is, mm-hmm. and has never used a public bathroom. Oh, haven't we all? Ken Oyanage. He's like all of us, you know? Sure. Hmm. He's the best of us. He's the worst He's of us. He's the blurst of us. <laughs> Ken stand, as we learn at the very end of the episode. Well, we haven't even seen a stand yet. Yeah, what? but we're talking about him. Oh, okay. It's, it's called. Hang on, which one do we want to go with? Because there's three variations. Well, the subtitles tell us that it's called Boy Man Man. The bit before... The dialogue tells us. It's called Boy to Man. Which is, of course, a clear reference to the group Boys to Men. Now, tell me about Boys to Men. Boys to Men, that's with, like, a Roman numerals too, is an American R&B vocal group. They are currently a trio composed of baritone Nathan Morris, alongside tenors Wanya Morris and Sean Stockman. They're best known for emotional ballads and a cappella harmonies. Sick. What are their hits? What are their real bangers, you know? Do they have any hits? Um, yes, they have some hits. Okay. Some hits like, uh, I'll Make Love to You. Ooh, I like And One Sweet Day with Mariah Carey. Hey! I, I can't recall any... Particular ones of their songs off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that general vibe where they're one of those one of those bands where like two of the guys will be doing a harmony and then the deep voice one will be like, girl, we got something real special going on. You know, come up here, right here. We're going to have ourselves a time, girl. You know, you're the one, girl. girl. And then in the background, they're like, oh, wah, 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 girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, it's man, man. Boy, man, man. <laughs> just, just boy man man Do you want to know the uh, Giorgio Velle note for boy man man? Do I? Do you have any guesses of what it might be? Is it something to do with a vacuum cleaner? It could just be like, have you ever thought What happens if What, what happens when things suck? <laughs> I envisioned a guardian spirit protecting a young boy The design might have come from robots from Mr. Mitsuyuru Yokoyama's manga or something like that. That's why it's got the rows of rivets and the mask over its mouth and stuff. It's a pretty good one. I mean, yeah, that's better than all the other ones. (laughs) Where it's been like, you know, I saw like this dog and I wondered, what if a dog was in a manga? So I did it. End note. (laughs) Guardian spirit protecting a young boy and also a robot. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. But what does it do? Let's find out. Keep going. So they play some Jankin. He wins, he leaves. And he goes to Café de Margot. Oh, we know this café. Yes, recurring location. He does a very quick and very detailed sketch. Rohan's just like... He's got his viewfinder, gonna... like in the draftsman's contract. Oh, man, what a film. Good soundtrack. Hmm. So anyway, he draws up Café de... What's it called? Café de Margot. Café de Margot and is all like, like... That's mm. enough work for today. Time to get some lunch. So he walks on up. And who does he see? Oh, all his best friends. <laughs> Josuke, Yukako, and Okiyasu just hanging out at the cafe. Don't know why Yukako's hanging out with Josuke and Okiyasu. Yeah, no. Maybe they're, they're, all, they're all gathered around like, okay, guys, Koichi's birthday is coming up. We, <laughs> we have to get this right. <laughs> um, so we hear Rohan's inner monologue of, yeah. oh, God. God, I hate Josuke so much. It's that asshole Josuke. And there's the stupid Okiyasu and the moody Yukako. I have nothing to say to them. Uh, and all of them just kind of go, oh, look. Hi, Rohan. Would you like to sit with us? And Rohan goes, 
I have nothing to say to them. <laughs> right on the heels of his internal monologue being like, that's enough work for now. He's just like, oh no, I still have work to do. I apologise, but I must be going. Yes. So he goes to take his seat. But who should appear? Why, Ken Oyanagi, aka Jenkin Boy. Oh my god. He steals the seat. And he's like, you hadn't sat down yet, so I thought I'd take your seat. I'll give it to you if you want to play some Jankin with me. Poor form, Mr. Jankin boy. And he, t- he sips his big orange juice and then gross juice shoots out of his gross cheek hole. And he's like, <laughs> there you go. Sticks his uh, hand over it like, whoops. Wouldn't want to make a mess on these fine tablecloths. <laughs> You know, considering the amount of juice that came out of his cheek up to that point. Surprised he gets any drink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two weeks after this episode, Jankin boy dies of dehydration. <laughs> it's like, but what? How did you die? It's like, well. I got this big out, hole in my cheek. Turns out it really made me suffer. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Josuke could fix it. Oh shit, you're right. He could fix it, couldn't he? He could just be like, oh, you don't want a hole in your cheek anymore? Bam, done. Then he just has to open his mouth when he uses stand power. <gasps> Yeah, that would be awkward, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, um, Rohan's like, all right, you little shit. I'll play your little game. Huh? You want to play some Jankin? Go no, because he starts crying first, making a big scene. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I sat here first. It's my seat. And Rohan's all and like... And the guys are all like, Rohan, just let him have the seat. He's just a kid. I just love this scene where, obviously, Ken is manipulating the scene mm. to try to get under Rohan's skin, but... Okiyasu and Ko are just completely buying into it. Like, wow, Rohan, you're so immature. Why don't you just let him sit there? Come just- on, man. It's not a big deal. He's just a kid. Just sit next to him. We have a spare seat. Sit with us. Plan Koichi's birthday party with us. And Rohan's like, no, I will deal with this myself. I think Rohan would, would be keen to be on the Koichi birthday party planning committee, but he would ruin it. Yes. He would be right. too controlling. He'd just be like, hang on. I'll go read his mind and find we'll out what he wants. We'll have it at my house. And I'll draw him a special manga. And then you'll all get a copy. You just make it about himself. he just have them, everyone sit there in silence, mind controlled, <laughs> as he's drawing his manga. And then when everyone leaves, like, wow, that was a great party. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So they throw rock, paper, scissors. Jenkin boy is all like, haha, you won't win this time. I'm a genius. I'm the best that's ever been. Can you do the voice? What, of Jenkin boy? The voice that I was doing before. Hey, it's me, Jenkin boy. Yeah. We gotta be consistent. That's true. He's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like angry Ash Ketchum. He's like Wario. Yeah. Waluigi. Wario was deep and gruff. Oh yeah, that's right. It's true. More like Waluigi then. Yeah, rock, paper, scissors, punk. Rohan wins and he's like, oh, I've never been so happy to win rock, paper, scissors in my life. And all the other guys are like, man, you're so immature. Really, just fighting against him proves how immature you are. No, no, winning against a brat is the best feeling there is. And Ken is just like hunched over, shaking, like, damn it. I must, I must win. I must win for vaguely defined reasons. Doesn't he say his stand won't work if he doesn't win? Yeah, but we don't know that. Oh, okay. Right now we just think he's some weird Jenkin kid. Yeah, well he is. Even (laughs) afterwards he's still just a weird Jenkin kid. (laughs) Isn't that the moral of the story? No matter how much you try to surpass your idols, at the end of the day, you're, you're just still some just some weird Jenkin kid. How about you just try less Jenkin, bro? Rohan's in the bookstore. <gasps> He's reading The Plant Compendium. Hmm, you never think that a place like Moria would have such a detailed book on such a minor subject. Yes. Oh, it's 7,500 yen. Oh, Do God. I have that much? Puts book down, gets wallet out. 
Uh, and then, as the book is down, a young set of hands. He senses a moment of weakness and he strikes in his prolonged gaslighting Rohan campaign. <laughs> He's like, mm, this is a great book. Hey, shopkeeper, can I have... Sorry. Ah, this is a great book. Hey, shopkeeper. Give me this book. I feel like Rohan could have played the long game on this one because that kid's not going to have that much money. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't know his financial situation. That's true. He could be born into wealth. Exactly. He just refuses He could it. be the emperor's son. <gasps> Did Japan still have an emperor in 1999? Uh, I don't think. I think it was a prime minister at that point, but I don't know. No, but I thought it was like how, um, you know, like obviously the UK has a prime minister, but they still have a queen. Mm. Like, like a head of state, not a head of government situation. You should Google this. Because nah, I don't care. Oh. So, you want to play some Jenkin? I don't. But I will. But I will. <laughs> Doesn't that just sum up the Rohan Kashibe <laughs> life story? Hey. I don't want to participate, but I will. Hey, Rohan, do you want to be on this team to find a serial killer? No. No. But I will. For manga. <laughs> Rohan throws rock. And by throws rock, I mean he punches Ken in the face. Ken is thrown back, being all like, oh, what? I just got punched in the face, but also I held up my hand like paper, thereby technically making that a legal game of Jenkin under the 1996 Jenkin Rules Accord. <laughs> Ergo, I have won, and my new stand gets to activate. What was um, Rohan's manga called? Was it Pink Boy? Pink Dark Boy. Pink Dark Boy has a new subplot regarding Paper Scissors Rock. Yeah, it's, it's it's cagey as fuck. Specifically detailing the 1996 <laughs> rule regarding technically pulling up your hand in the shape of paper while getting punched in the face. And that constituting a legal game. So he's all like, yes, yes, I won. <laughs> and Rohan's like, great, you won. Can, I great. Run, um, Can you leave me alone forever I'm, now? I'm buy my book if you don't mind. But then suddenly, gads. Some Junji Ito shit happens. I suppose so. Dude, it, if this wasn't an imaginary thing getting There's a heap in, of wind from the suck hole. Oh. <laughs> and Heaven's Door is pulled out. And also just like general like vitality essence is pulled out of Rohan into that suck hole. And Ken is like, yes, yes, I feel great. I didn't realise. I think I'm basically just doing the voice of one of... A couple of characters from Venture Bros for Ken. I think you're just doing Dragon Ball Z characters. Uh, he does. He, it just reminds me of like Yu-Gi-Oh. Though is the thing, you know. Yeah. Like for, for or Beyblade. Like for this kid, for his tiny world, everything revolves around Jankin. <laughs> well, to be fair, it does now. Yeah. Much like how in those shows, it's like, oh, you were rude to my date at the arcade. I think we should settle this with a card game. You're on. <laughs> so, uh. Um, real Yu Gi Oh! subplots. Wait, that was a real Yu Gi Oh! Yeah, he goes on a subplot? date with Taya and they play some DDR. Wait, and who, who with who? Yugi. Yugi with Taya. Yeah. Who is Taya? The girl. The, the one only girl. girl. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> and then this dance guy comes up and is like, I'm gonna play you in DDR, Taya. Oh, I'm playing dirty. I'm, you know. Some trying to trip you while doing DDR breakdance moves. And Yugi's like, oh, this this will not stand. We should play card games to... Hang to on. Was, is this Yugi, like, little... Big Yugi. Big Yugi, yeah. Egyptian god of whatever. Pharaoh. Yeah. That's, that's Egyptian the word. Egyptian pharaoh brought back to life by the mysterious millennium puzzle thing. Yep. Goes on a date with Taya. Yeah. This show is fucking genius. <laughs> I think I mentioned this in our Patreon bonus episode on Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I loved about it 
was that it was always coming on just as I was leaving for primary school. Mm. For, for whatever reason, I would occasionally catch the end of episodes too. I can't remember why, mm-hmm. but maybe it was rerun in the afternoons or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would only ever see the starts and the ends of the episodes. And they were by far always the most interesting bits because it would be like set up Egyptian lore, two episodes of card games, then some resolution. <laughs> Just like, oh, so now we can go somewhere else. And I suppose that's the beauty of the Yu-Gi-Oh! A bridge series. It cuts out all the superfluous card game content <laughs> and focuses on the stupid plot. Yeah, but I mean, the card game is where it's at for emotional reactions. The card game's where it's at for being emotionally and physically wounded by the results of your opponent's turn. And very rarely by actual cards. We get some real Yu-Gi-Oh! shit later on in this episode. Let's keep going. Yes. That child guardian spirit slash robot comes out and mm-hmm. starts like yanking on heaven's door. He's got like a triangle. Starts knocking face on heaven's door. He's got big ass bod. Yep, just like, like sucks it in. Yum 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 yum. I'm boy man man. Now if this wasn't just stands, this would be the most Junji Ito bullshit ever. <laughs> the, he's got the a cheek whole... suck is pretty dis- yeah, disturbing imagery. He's got a cheek sucking thing that he's like, go on, I beat you in a game. Sucky sucky. And then it's like, <laughs> <laughs> just like, woo, half of him is gone now. And he's like, but what? How'd that work? It's like, well, I eat people through my little cheek hole. Rohan's like, okay, enough of this shit. Heaven's door, let's have another look at him. Heaven's doors him so hard he flies out into the street and hits like the, the pedestrian road barrier. Mm-hmm. And walks on out. No one acknowledges from the bookstore or the street, this kid just going flying. Well, there's no one there. Or, or the previous, in fact, punch kid in the face. Yeah. Okay, what's this kid's motivation? Ah, I want to beat the crap out of Rohan with Jenkin. Because I don't think Jenkin's about probability. I think it's a measure of mental fortitude. Hmm. Rohan has achieved a lot in his young life at only 20 years old. He has young. He has young. (laughs) He has that young to him, you know? He's amazing. And if I beat him, it means I'm amazing too. More amazing than him. That, that's not, okay. I want to be just like him. That's why I have to destroy him. <laughs> Jenkin boy. Next page. There's the, there's a little box out about boy man man. Ah. ah, he must have only just been hit by an arrow. Power. When I beat my opponent, their energy becomes mine. We can play five times. If I win three, it's good. Right, so then he sucks him in. Sure. Gotcha. He junji eats him. Yeah. He junji eat. Oh, Liam. Hi. I'm Junji Ito. Come down to Junji Ito's Food Emporium, where we've got the finest buffets that will blow your mind. (laughs) Come on, this table, it was made for you. I would love to see Junji Ito draw either just an ad for like an eatery somewhere in his normal style. So it's just this dead-eyed guy being like, it's really good. Hi, and welcome to Junji Ito's. I'll be, I'm... Sakurai, how can I take your order? Yeah, I'd like um, that weird caterpillar thing, please. Ah, yes, it's very good. (laughs) It's either going to be that or he writes an entire manga based around... Yeah, so we make really good food. Junji Ito's Food Wars. Where they eat the food and they have like a nightmarish hallucination. (laughs) And it's like, but where does the food come from? It's like, don't question it. You don't want to know. Have you ever- Some things man was not meant to know. Like say the kitchen processes here at Junji Ito's. Have you ever read the one where um, a guy owns a, I think it's a restaurant and then he lives upstairs with his kids or something like that. And one of the kids, uh, I'm just going to 
tell you some Junji Ito bullshit now. Sure. One of the kids, uh, all the grease from downstairs comes up into the house, right? So as all this grease comes up, it starts like filtering out in the walls and it's just like it's always wet and stuff like that. And the girl who lives there, the main character, is like, ugh, I hate it here. It's always greasy and like, ugh. But the son is like... Oh man, I love Greece. Man, I, I need more My favourite musical. Yeah, so he like starts getting like pimples and stuff and he's all like, fuck, fuck, I, oh, this is gross. But then he starts embracing it Ugh. and he starts drinking Greece. And then the girl's all like, you you disgust me. And he's all like, how dare you? And then leans over her and like Gr- squeezes his head oh, and like God. all the grease comes out and stuff like that. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah, it's it's Junji Ito. That's Greece. Yeah, he's cool. Like... I want to meet Junji one day, just to be like, excuse me, but- Would you rather meet Junji or Araki? I suppose Ito or Araki. Don't make me choose. (laughs) They're both amazing. I think I just want to meet Araki just to be like, how? Tell me some anecdotes. (laughs) (laughs) Just, what do you, what have you done today? Just put me in the mindset of Araki. I woke up and I had some cereal and I thought, hmm, how did they get the cereal into the box? But it's not that hard. It's not that hard. Why did you not get this? Um, where were we? Um, yes, so he's reading Ken. He's all like, boy, man, man, works with rock, paper, And then he sees the words that he wrote. Of course, the thing I love about Rohan and Rohan-centric episodes, whenever something remotely sus starts happening, first thing he does is he blitzes that person into a book and writes, cannot attack Kashibe Rohan. And the other thing that I love about Rohan episodes is that it never works. (laughs) There's always a loophole. So he he sees that text that he'd written in the margins, Mm -hmm. cannot, can't attack Kashibe Rohan, famous manga artist. Mm Mm-hmm. And the word can't blurs for a second and Rohan is like, huh? My eyes have gone blurry. As you knuckle your eyes. Yeah, and he's like, never again. And he throws a <laughs> bottle of whiskey behind him. Uh, and the word can't blends into the word can. <gasps> That's what? the exact opposite of what oh, he was intending. No. And then Ken's eyes snap open and he's still a book at this point, but he's like, I control one third of heaven's door. I'm not going to let you control me anymore, son. Rohan goes to punch him in the face again because he's Rohan. <laughs> and his own, uh, his own hand flips back around and punches himself in the face because as we see... The right arm of Heaven's Door has been ripped off and Ken has that power now. And then I suppose also power over Rohan's right arm on his body. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. He owns a third of him now. It's like a weird um, new spin on like the damage to the stand reflecting the damage to the user. Like the right arm of the stand has been absorbed. So control of Rohan's right arm has been ceded to its new rightful sovereign. (laughs) So Rohan immediately is like, oh, fuck. This is bad. Yeah, I gotta seriously play some Jenkin now. <laughs> you know this whole rock, paper, scissors bullshit? In yeah. order to get my right arm back, I have to win. A-, a graphic appears on the screen being like, three matches played, two to Rohan, one to Ken, two to go. What'll happen? Mid-sequence. And this is also something you see a lot in like Yu-Gi-Oh! and things like that, where either in the first couple of turns, either... Either Yugi's gonna like just about win, but then like the, the guy's gonna be like, ah, the perfect thing that will destroy you. Or he's gonna immediately almost lose and then spend the rest of the match on the edge, you know? Yeah. yeah. But that's how you build tension. And then it's all about believing in the heart of the car. So Rohan's all like, alright, let's do this. When we get my right when I get my arm back, I'm gonna kick your ass. And Ken's all like, no, I need to think aloud for a few minutes. <laughs> you see, I just won with paper. So I'd usually throw rock or scissors next, but that might be childish. Now that I've absorbed some of your soul, I'm a lot more introspective about Jenkin. Yeah, (laughs) you don't seem so simple, Rohan. Maybe I will go with paper again. 
okay. So Rohan's like, okay, can we do this now? And they start glowing with like red and blue energy auras. They jump into the air. I don't think they jump this time, no? but it gets crazy pretty shortly. It does. <laughs> so they both throw. Rohan throws the rock. <gasps> Ken throws the paper. <gasps> and he's, Ken's all, yes, I, I forced your hand mentally with my cool energy and won with paper. You bastard. Sucky sucky. <laughs> So he suckles down on that sweet Rohan stand energy. Yep. Rohan falls to his knees and breathes heavily. And Ken's all like, I took the energy of your lower half. We can head over to that bench if you want to take a rest, old man. No. No, I don't need that. Rohan, with his remaining arm, pulls himself up against a a public tree. And sort of hoists himself up against it. So that he can still haughtily look down at Ken. Because what does he say? Um, Oh, yes. It's best when you win against your enemies that you look down on them like (laughs) this. (laughs) And uh, Ken exposed it's like, we've both won too, but I'm on a hot streak, man. I'm doing well. (laughs) You're on a bad streak. Oh, you're on the downhill slope. You're fucked. You're rock paper fucked is what you are. (laughs) Meanwhile, Yoshihiro Kira is tied to a lamppost and has just been watching all of this. Which, by which I mean to say his photograph that he lives in is tied to a lamppost. Yes, with some kind of rubber band or something. Yeah. I don't know. Who cares? Some part of his robe. Yes, this kid's amazing. If he gets Rohan's power, he'll be invincible and we can help my son. The serial killer and hand fetishist. Yes. So Rohan, Rohan hatches a gambit. All right, you little shit. Sure. It's true that I just lost twice, but you know what else is true? I'm an arse. No, he doesn't say that. No. (laughs) In our next match, you will definitely not throw paper. Hey. Well, you see, I just lost with Rock twice in a row. So Rock's unlucky for me. So why would I use Rock? So that, of course, you will never use paper. If you do, it's tantamount to admitting that you're not on a hot streak and that my luck isn't bad. Ah, that is true. That is some sound logic. I guess. Hmm. So they leap into the sky. <laughs> Jedi mind tricks won't work on me. <laughs> Only Jenkin. <laughs> Star Wars Episode 1. I saw a good meme, a good prequel meme the other day. Oh god, here we go. You know how um, when Anakin meets Padme in Attack of the Clones again, uh, yep. and she's like, you've grown, and he's all, so have you. Yeah. Grown more beautiful, I've mean, I mean. Ugh. It's that, but um, it's later when they meet Watto. Yeah. And he's, he's fallen on hard times, and uh, he says, Annie, my, how you've grown. And Anakin says, so have you. Grown more beautiful, I mean. <laughs> and then Padme's in the background like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so they leap into the sky. They play some rock, paper, scissors. They've both got a lot of speed line close-ups on their faces. It's a bit like um, like in any kind of fighting anime where like they're zooming towards each other. Fists almost about to hit each other. Yeah. Except this time it's just Jenkin. Yeah. They both throw paper. And Rohan's all like, he still threw paper. He's got remarkable mental strength. <laughs> Having completely buyed into Ken's Jenkin and his mental fortitude narrative. <laughs> They both throw paper four times in a row. Uh, and then Rohan appears to do like some sort of slide tackle, but I'm pretty sure his legs were just giving way. And Ken's all like, oh, his form has changed. He's stronger than I expected. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> and yeah, Ken's interior monologue is all like, Rohan hasn't thrown scissors yet. That makes paper dangerous for me. So he throws rock. Yeah, both rock. I guess the rock isn't unlucky for me after all. And they have a break. Uh, <sighs> they both have to catch their breath. <laughs> 
How did you gain such power? It's like, um, you know, in like, they'll do a wide shot in Dragon Ball Z or whatever, and you'll just see like small images of each of the characters um, across the whole scene, just like punch, 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 teleport over here, punch, 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 yeah. teleport over here. It's like that, but rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> and then when they stop, because they have to admire each other's like fighting spirit, yeah. and they're like the opposite ends of the planes, and there's like <sighs> wind everywhere, they're like, <sighs> you fight well, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> I really hope that picked up on the microphone. What, you getting your fist and wiping away the small amount of blood coming yeah. from your lip? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So Ken's like, ah, oh, well, Rohan, I've come up with the perfect way to test your luck. Oh, have Look! You. And we see old man Joseph. <gasps> old man Joseph? Cradling the invisible baby in his arms. <gasps> invisible baby? And Josuke walking past. <gasps> Josuke? Yep. Josuke Higgy Shikiri. <laughs> Jesus. Hey! I bet those guys are stand users. Yeah, right? I can feel it in my bones. Well, I'm going to find out how your luck is. Because uh, if they come over here, luck's on your side. But if they don't, it's on mine. All right? That, yeah? So he's like, hey, hello. And we, and we cut to the perspectives of uh, Josuke and Joseph. Yeah. And Joseph, Joseph oh, uh, Josuke perceives them and uh, sort of waves politely. Goes, and, oh, look, it's Rohan. Man, I really hate that guy. Let's keep going. So Joseph gives him a little wave and goes, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, and Joseph sees, like, we had this moment of Joseph perceiving the whole scene. He sees um, Rohan, he sees Ken, and we, he, also looming quite large in this shot is the over-their-shoulder uh, Yoshihiro Kira in the photograph. And he's like, wait a minute, that kid. I think that's a fan of his. Well, see ya. <laughs> and they leave. Looks like luck is on my side, Rohan. I feel invincible. Watch me do something very stupid and dangerous. <laughs> and he throws a rock into a window above them. And the glass starts pouring down. And he him. stands amidst the shower of glass, arms outstretched, being like, A shower of glass! I'm completely unharmed! Rohan, standing like a good three metres back, gets a big nasty shard in the back of his hand. Ooh, uh, I feel like I could play Russian roulette with five out of six bullets in the chamber and survive. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> I was going to say, anyone can play Russian roulette with five out of six in the chamber. But will he survive? Let's have our final match to survive. I mean, decide. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors is a fucking serious game. Yeah, this Liam. next little sequence, we get that grainy, sinister filter as Rowan starts glowing with golden Super Saiyan energy and holds his hand out all dramatic. Like in a sort of stop right now. And he's all like... Thank you very much. Uh, Jankin boy's all like, Eh, what are you doing? Get in your Jankin pose. But don't you understand, Jankin boy? I already am. Oh yeah, Rohan needs to have a sort of Maximilian Pegasus affectation in this episode. Like, <laughs> ooh, don't you understand, Jankin boy? I'm already in my Jankin pose. What? Impossible. Sorry. What? Impossible. <laughs> if you're going to surpass me. There's one thing you need to learn. It's not hard to make other people lose. The hard thing is to surpass yourself. That doesn't make any sense! <laughs> I'm gonna surpass my own luck. I, famous manga artist and kind of a weirdo, Kishibe Rohan, make my own luck. Uh... Come on. And they both levitate into the sky. This will be our greatest jewel. And they rock, paper, scissors. And then, obviously, Rohan loses. Rohan throws, um... Paper? Yep. And Ken throws scissors. Ah. And for, for the briefest of instances, Ken is like, yes, I did it! But then, we get a close-up on Ken's hand, 
as the fingers that he's pointed out for scissors contort and twist back into his body. I think you mean into it, forming fist. a fist. There you go. I was going to say it's just like, ah, <laughs> oh, my fingers have subtracted like so many Wolverine claws. I believe I'm playing surfboard. It's a good thing I've got that healing factor. <laughs> and he's like, "What?" But I threw scissors. Why did it turn into a rock? And Rohan's like, "Oh yes, I've won the final match. It's you who has the unlucky rock." But how? This is impossible. Joseph Joestar brought me my luck. My luck and. The invisible baby. We pan down and there, sitting, is an invisible baby. The invisible baby in Rohan's hands with little little pages open on her face, which say, apparently, in Japanese characters, <laughs> I will become invisible and make Ken throw rock, saving Rohan. So that means that the baby was on Ken's fingers. Either that or on Rohan's, Rohan's outstretched hand. Oh, that must have just been him holding yeah. the baby. Yeah. Oh... Either that, or I mean, they were flying around. Why couldn't she? <laughs> Not only is this stand user capable of invisibility, it's also capable of flight, like oh. any good baby. Solving both of the um, the propositions put in John Hodgman's famous flight or invisibility power choice. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, it's that, that quite a well-known hypothetical, like, would you rather be, have the power to fly or the power to be invisible? Oh. Oh, okay. What would you prefer? I think I'd prefer flight. I don't really have much use for invisibility. Hmm. I suppose it would be more convenient. But it really does come down to the specifics. Like, do I need, like, a good run-up? Do I... (laughs) Do you need goggles? Is it, like, is it, like, running a sprint to fly anywhere? Yeah. It's like, as soon as you go a certain distance, you're like, my muscles. My perfectly contoured muscles. Anyway. They are pretty well contoured, he said, flexing. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you were about to actually flex and then went, "Mm." (laughs) mmm... So there's this baby in Rohan's yeah. arms being all like, eh, and it makes this sound. That baby sound. Quack. Yeah. Again, it's just a duck. <laughs> so Rohan's like, yep, time to take my revenge. I'm going to write on you that you'll never be able to win at Jankan again. The ultimate punishment in this card game anime I've briefly entered into. So then Jankan boy just goes, no. And I'm going to destroy your stand, which I think might also be like destroying your soul or something. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but uh, Jenkin Boy's like, no, Jenkin Boy possibly. Jenkin Boy takes his heel turn, and he's like, "Well, if you're gonna do that, I'm gonna kill this baby." <laughs> and Rohan's like, "What? But but that's a baby. You couldn't possibly no, kill a baby. No, you didn't win. You cheated. Come on, play me one more time." And Rohan's like, "Let the baby go. That's not cool, even for me. And I'm a, ma- a massive asshole. <laughs> I play want me to- again. I told you, let the baby go. Let's do this." Puts the baby down. They both leap into the air screaming. Rapid fire rock, paper, scissors. Rohan wins all three. And uh, Jankin Boy's like, no. No! Too bad, kid. You just can't win. Turns out mental strength in manga artists is pretty good. Yoshihiro's all, no, I made you a stand user and you still can't win. I'm, I'm loving my voice acting this episode, <laughs> if I don't say so myself. Real sort of um, 90s low-energy dub, you know? <laughs> oh, what? But you can't possibly be doing that. Feel the power of my giant fighting robot! What? A giant fighting robot? How can we possibly stand against it? <laughs> so, Rohan's like, alright, time to destroy your stand. Uh, Come here, you little shit. And Ken, Ken, if, if, if... Nothing could get more dramatic than threatening to kill a baby holding it aloft above your head. Uh, he jumps. He, yeah, he, he climbs onto the pedestrian barrier. He jumps 
off the pedestrian backwards, barrier. arms crossed over himself in front of a truck. Yes, yeah, speeding along, and he's like, "If I'd have to obey you, if I'd have you control me and determine my destiny, taking away my human right to self determination, I'd rather die." Take that, Rohan! And Rohan's like, oh, you simple-minded fool. This is just like when Seto Kaiba, atop Pegasus Castle, was like, standing on top of the, um, the, the parapet, being like, go ahead, Yugi, you can win and, be- and beat me, but the holographic shockwaves of destroying my monsters might knock me over the castle. Did Yugi just eventually go... Oh, sure. Well, Egyptian pharaoh Yugi was like, all right, let's do this. But little innocent boy Yugi was like, no. And then they had a brief schism. Ah, I see. Man, talk about a Yugi-Oh. Yugi-Oh mama. (laughs) Rohan. Oh, Rohan. (laughs) (laughs) Rohan decides... Well, he's if doing, you're going to kill yourself. He's doing this pose where, like, one hand's cocked on his hip and the other's raised into the air. Like, like you're like a mariachi dancer or something. <laughs> and he just jumps in front of the truck as well and goes, Oh, but don't you see? He's glowing with glitter and gold energy like a twilight vampire in the sunlight. I like you, boy. You remind me of myself. No, he says, I feel moved when I see people who are dramatic. Like, he must have feel moved a lot in this universe. Mm. Leaps in front of the truck, strikes his pose. Now you'll be hit too, Rohan. Will I? And the wind blows Dad Kira's photograph onto the windshield of the truck, thereby blinding the driver, mm-hmm. who's like, oh, I can't see. Better swerve wildly. <laughs> to be fair, if I was a driver and I couldn't see in front of me, I would swerve wildly. But if you were, dr- were a driver, uh-huh. would you not swerve wildly if you suddenly saw two people leap out in front of the truck? So this guy, he's fine with being like, oh yeah, two people gonna run him down. <laughs> oh no. Well, yeah, because... Loss of control. Better swerve wildly for maximum collateral damage potential. Well, yeah, because what happens if there's a car in front of me instead, suddenly, out of nowhere? It's, like, he's, he, like is he not watching the road? What's this guy's deal? No, he's got a photograph in the way. No, prior to that. Like, yeah. Oh, yep, two people on the road. Oh, well, this delivery's going to be made on time. No, he's just looking at Sorry, his... famous manga artist, Kashibe Rohan. Vroom. He's looking at his uh, wife and family in a different photograph. <laughs> They're, they're both unharmed. Rohan is like, I really do make my own luck. <laughs> um, Mr. Kira dad is all like, shit, shit, how dare you? I better try you. again next time. I'll get you, Kashibe Rohan, and your little friends too. Paper photograph away. <laughs> and he flies off. Yeah, with his powers. <laughs> <laughs> no crow needed. Ken's all like, oh, I completely lost. And Rohan's like, yep, anyway, bye. He's turning and walking away. Then then Joseph and Josuke come up like, hey, Rohan, have you seen the baby? We've lost her. And oh, of course, like, Rohan carefully put the baby down prior to jumping into traffic like any responsible adult. Did he? Yeah. But then he's like, oh, crap, it's gone. I better just pretend I never had it and help them look. Hello, baby. Hi, hey. invisible baby. Ken, get- Ken's also helping, and narrator's all like... Jenkin Boy, a.k.a. Ken, that's his name. You know, he's got a weird tongue hole cheek thing. But that's still there, even though he got his stand. His comeuppance. There. Well, it's still there, so that's weird and Junji Ito-esque. End of episode. But ba 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 Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm loving it. 
It's the Beastie Boys. So Every Nick, time. yes. What are our highlights and lowlights for this episode? My highlight has to be, without a fucking doubt, the bits where it's not even in a fight sequence. Mm. It's just them at the cafe yeah. or just seeing each other's like, wow, I hate that guy. Let's Bye. keep going. Yeah. yeah, my favorite is probably the cafe out of those two. Oh, like, I really just like, especially in the manga where you only see them for a couple of panels. I just like how Yukako is there and just glaring at people the whole time. <laughs> she literally in the anime is like, <sighs> hi, Rohan, <laughs> my rival for Koichi's affections. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. And like just the way that they treat each other outside of like life and death situations is just so petty. This episode, yeah, it, totally. <laughs> oh, so good. This episode, it's real, um, it's just a real JoJo the whole way through. Yeah, it is. The leaping, the energy auras, the rock, paper, scissors, the random, oh wow, I hate that guy. Mm. So good. So real. Low know? lights. Um, just. Like, just finding a random boy from a telephone pole feels a bit cheap. I mean, he's literally just trolling for stand users, yeah. you know? He's flying through the town just being like, I need to find anyone who has stand potential. But it's, it's still, There's a kid. It's still just like, oh, so it's just some rando. All right, then. It's I just, mean, we've, we've got a few some randos in our future, to be honest. Oh, okay. I mean, it's fine, but it's just like... Eh. That's fair enough. It doesn't feel like it's a hugely deserved appearance of this random janky sure. boy. And let's be real, he's janking along hard. <laughs> Your low light? My low light is probably um, Rohan's binder of businessmen with like obviously evil Kira in it. Hang on, there were a few other ones that looked pretty evil. He's just like radiating menace and he's like, oh yep, just one of the businessmen of Mario. <laughs> I mean, I've met some businessmen in my time. Cold, soulless. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nick. Correct. Jankin Boy has been defeated. The world is safe once more. Rohan is investigating businessmen. Yep. Koichi's birthday is probably not <laughs> actually coming up. Oh. Kira's dad is still out there looking for new stand users. Uh-huh. What do you think will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, in the episode entitled, I am an alien. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on. Hang on. You heard me. <laughs> let's, let's bring it back a second. Ghosts are real. Yep. Stands are a thing. Vampires and zombies Vampires are real. Vampires and zombies are a thing. Talking dogs, maybe a thing, kind of? Iggy was pretty vocal for a while there. Uh, and now maybe aliens? Maybe? Maybe aliens is a good way of putting it, actually. <laughs> okay, so... I am an alien. Okay. Let's think about this. Let's think about this. So we've got a new friend in Ken. He's the new Shigechi. Sure. He's going to die soon. I mean, it's possible. Well, I reckon it might be similar to, uh, like, you know, those old timey movies where it's like, like Men in Black style, you sure. know, old timey. Yeah. Uh, oh, where... the, the far distant future, uh, past of, of 1998. Yeah. Uh, so like. There might be like a little pod that crashes into the ground and everyone's like, oh, what is that? Is that an alien? Media circus. Some guy steps out and is all like, what a scoop. Hmm. Maybe. Actually, no. It's like the day the earth stood still. No, you know what I reckon? The day the earth stands still. Okay, let's not push it. <laughs> let's not push these stand puns too far. <laughs> uh, I reckon what it'll be is this guy pokes someone. Kira's dad, not foot fetishist and or serial killer, but... Condonement of well, we, we don't know activities. he's not a foot fetishist. True. And he probably might be a serial killer, to be fair. <laughs> he is, bare minimum, a serial killer enabler. That is true. He is a condoner of the murder of serials. He's a willing accomplice. So he might poke someone, 
And then they'll just go, wow. wow. I am an alien. Yeah. I reckon they'll just be like, what is this strange power I have? Oh, maybe it's because... It's like some conspiracy nut guy who doesn't know about stands and he's like developing a stamp power. Yeah. And it's like, maybe I've been an alien my whole life and I'm just now coming into my otherworldly abilities. What if it's like we keep cutting away from the guy's investigation to this guy... Mm-hmm. Where Kira's dad's like, come on, do something with them. And he's all like, maybe I should test out my new power on that tree. Mm. And he just walks off and tests out his power on a tree. He's like, maybe I'm an otherworldly creature. And it just descends into this madness of, what if I'm an alien? And he just goes a little bit crazy. Yeah. And Kira's dad eventually just gives up on him. Yeah, when we never see him again. Yeah, and he just rides off. He's like, I need to hand myself in because I can't be trusted. And then he walks into the police station he, like, he walked into an the Speedwagon Foundation. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. Um, They've got the best scientists. So, yeah, maybe like something like that where he mistakes himself for being an alien. And it's just kind of a farce episode. Yeah. Yeah. Just That's- a good jokey kind of breaking up the seriousness episode. Sure. Yeah. Lots of gags. Much, uh, much ignorance from the main cast. Much ado about aliens. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool. Pretty comprehensive, I'd say. Well, I hope so. Shall we wrap things up? Yeah. Bit of a shout out to good old Martin McCours. Martin McCours? Patreon. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. He's a lovely patron who sent us a video of (laughs) Jotaro Kujo uh, being talked down by Kira. Kira saying certain trigger words. Oh, I only have um, 20 re- seconds left. Re- reminding Jotaro of his battle with Dio, sending him into, into a deep rage and giving him the strength to overcome him. What? He's so far suddenly. It's a neat link up. I don't know if it's necessarily the intent of the text, but it's cool. It's very fun. Yeah. Oh, so good. I enjoyed it. It was good. Thank you, Martin. Thank you. little delightful shit post, I guess you'd call it. <laughs> I'd call it a quality post, Nick. Oh, okay. From a valued member of the JoJo's World community. Yeah, but I don't know anyone from the, the most Jersey. powerful manga community in the world. Is it? I don't know. We're on Trippy Digis now. That's true. When we form Voltron like with all the other JoJo podcasts, that gives us a, a good ex- good. Everyone wants to be the Black Lion or the Red Lion, you know. <laughs> I feel like we're doing well at pushing our way into one of those positions. <laughs> I don't know what you mean at all, but Voltron. Five lion robots that form together into one big man robot. Oh, of course. There are five lions. Yeah. I thought they were just one super lion man being. They're robots, Nick. Oh, okay. But together, it's so much more powerful than... Yes. The ultimate weapon. Is it? I thought that was Metal Gear. With its bipedal... Until next time. To to be be continued. continued.